Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Tunes Podcast. I'm Bo. I'm Brandon. I'm very close to the mic. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to Two Tunes Podcast. How's it going, Bo? It's going well. Hold on one second. <laughs> Why are we restarting? It's not a perfect intro. It was a perfect intro, and then you ruined it. I didn't. How's it going? It's going well. Dude, I was in New York City last weekend. I know. Singing at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. And How do saw... we get there? You go up 7th Avenue a few blocks from the yeah. hotel that I stayed at. Saw some cool stuff, dude. Yeah? Yeah. I highly recommend the musical Anne Juliet to yeah. everyone. Okay. I... Featuring the Shakespeare of the Shakespeare pop music of pop, or whatever. <laughs> which I disagree I actually, with. Well, sure. Ow. Whoa, dude. What are you doing That was over wild. There? I don't know. I'm just like, just like I'm going to kick everything. The table. Oh, I went to put my like foot up on the thing under the chair, but there's no thing under the chair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I probably disagree with that too, but he's just prolific songwriter, Max Martin. Yeah, but uh, like all, all, every single, is he a songwriter or is he a producer? Uh, probably yes to both. Okay. He's like, songwriter. So like he, I think maybe more so now producing but i think mm-hmm. he's still credited mostly as like songwriting oh yeah he has the most number one hits mm-hmm. of any songwriter yeah he's i think he's um, gotten a number one hit every single year since he started i think so there was a thing in the in the playbill of like here's all his number ones yeah or all his big hits and stuff um so here's the thing i'm not a huge fan of jukebox musicals mostly because they feel forced like the songs feel forced in them yeah I because think you're taking an existing song and shoving it shoving into, it into a story um but what i think i, I don't know I do, I do like that yeah but as like a personal exercise okay of like how can i basically you're making a playlist yeah and like there's a story to that goes along story with the yeah, playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah which i think is really cool but putting it as a musical yeah it's, it's tough it's like why not you know just and also not only it's it's it is a remix. It is a mashup. It is the super mashup. Okay, yeah. we're going to... There's not much original about it. Yeah. It's like, we're going to take all these songs from Max Martin. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it to Romeo and Juliet. I'm sort assuming. Of, sort of. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll explain a little bit. But, but right there, there, and then it's like, and then we'll twist it by doing this. Yeah, yeah. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, you know the story, right? You don't. You don't? Okay. No. So the way... So first of all, so I'm, again, not a huge fan of jukebox musicals, but my friend Dustin... Uh, who's a big theater guy like i i trust his opinions on things and stuff and i saw him post about it like a few weeks ago when he saw it and he was like raving about it and so i was like okay well, this is cool and i didn't i didn't quite know i just knew it was like a twist on the romeo and juliet thing and it was like pop songs mm-hmm. that's all i knew and then i talked to him because i was like hey i'm going to new york and i'm looking at something uh and i was like i remember you post about this he's like go see it like it's it's great he's like i want to see it again on broadway and there aren't many things that i want to see like multiple times i was like okay and then like tickets were, were kind of cheap like on this one website they were having, like a deal and stuff and i was like okay i'm going to see this thing and i just fell in love with it so a couple reasons the story is is interesting and different and fun it's done really well like with the costumes and the lights and all kinds of stuff and they have like a projection thing up on the yeah upper i screen. mean i mean to get onto broadway are there are there bad broadway shows like yes. they did it wrong yeah okay it does happen i think bad cinderella by andrew lloyd weber which is currently running is one of those but it's andrew lloyd weber so obviously it's gonna the name sells it that yeah he probably financed it himself probably. um so anyway but then the way that they used the pop songs and stuff was well done i thought 
like they didn't feel forced or sometimes they would pop in and it was like it's like we're all in on this joke like we know that this is the obvious song to use here but also because it's the obvious song it works so well and some of them just like that intro plays like when like since you've been gone is in the show Mm -hmm. i want to explain who sings it to who and whatever but like as soon as that starts you're like yes excellent song choice that's great and it just starts with that like that guitar intro and everybody knew exactly what it was going to be like even you have the playbill so you like know what the order of the songs is but Mm -hmm. you're not looking at that but it was just like yes perfect placement for that well done my only beef with it which is my beef with a lot of jukebox musicals or even like we're doing cover song episode right yes so even sometimes with cover songs or i should say live cover things whether it's like a straight no chaser or like a cover band or whatever doing the whole song is not always great so that was like my only beef is like some of them didn't have to be the whole song okay some of them could have been half the song or whatever yeah um so that was like my only thing but to not spoil too much of the of like the plot and everything it starts it's opening night of romeo and juliet okay it's opening night here's will shakespeare and his wife's there and here's the cast and guys (laughs) i just wrote the ending it's amazing guess what uh double suicide thing fake whatever like this one's dead but they're not and then they kill each other and this and they think it's amazing it's great and his wife's like that sucks actually (laughs) why do you write such terrible endings to stuff like and whatever and then she's how long has this show been out uh not long okay because that that right there what you just said yeah I, I am remembering it from oh. I don't know what. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it had previews and other things like in other places, but yeah. I don't know too much about it. But um, but yeah, she's like, that sucks. And then like some of the cast is like, yeah, that, that could be maybe better. Um, and so then, then his wife, uh, Anne Hathaway, by the way, that's like a running joke in the thing because that was his actual wife's name. But she's like, what if that's, what if like your ending is actually like the start of the story? What if Juliet, you know, discovers dead romeo and instead of killing herself she's like okay um been making some weird life choices lately what if i like Mm -hmm. you know be my own person and like strike out on my own and you know try to figure out love and life and stuff instead of just falling in love with someone in three days and getting married and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and so like that's where it goes and then throughout the show uh Anne is writing some of it and then like shakespeare himself is writing some of it and then it's also about like their relationship and different things and Okay. So it's just about like being your own person and like, you know, not letting others dictate to you like what you have to do and stuff. And so, but yeah, it's really fun and it's well done. It was it was it was a blast. Yeah, the first the first version was in 2019. Okay, makes sense. So it's probably I did hear stuff about hear this. of it. Yeah, yeah, which is probably on um, musical explaining. Uh-huh. Well, and also you figure like most of these jukebox musicals are older things mm-hmm. like i think probably the oldest song is here in this show is from like the mid 90s maybe like a backstreet boys mm-hmm. or nsync song or something so yeah i'm looking at the list mm-hmm. i had a couple of people because i've been telling people about it like even my friends that were like in new york with me at the time i was like oh my god you guys gotta see the show and they're like oh I'll listen to the soundtrack i'm like you can but don't because it's just gonna sound like karaoke versions of <laughs> yeah of stuff like you just need to see it you just need to see the story like there's a there's certain things that you can be told or you can experience in a different way that do not live up to the the initial experience uh-huh. or like just that version of the thing like go and see live music like listening yeah. to a live recording isn't the same as going to yeah. a venue and yeah. seeing it like uh i think i don't know did we talk about the the organ 
player in St. Uh, no, not St. Ro- Royal Albert Hall. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. I might have sent you the TikTok. You did. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen her stuff before. But it's like but kind I of like an EDM that. show that's yeah. going on in the in the room, and then there, sh- this this uh, organist is playing, and because that that building is the instrument right you are inside an instrument yeah so when you and it's she's explaining how like it's louder than 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 their sound system yeah. and they're allowed i think she actually said rock band but it's not a rock band yeah um but like even the 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 tiktok video where she, it's like her at the at the what is it called is it the manual that's what i'm thinking yeah so she's, she's there. at the keys, basically. Yeah, <laughs> she's at the control surface. <laughs> she's at the MIDI keyboard. Yeah. Um, and then you can hear it, and then you can hear the crowd response being like, "Oh my god!" Because you can start to feel it. Yeah. So like being in the situation, the correct, uh, correct placement of a thing. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so I, I made a list of stuff that I'm going to talk about over okay. the next two podcasts. Cool. And and this is the perfect time to talk about this. Okay. I forget where I. I mean, it's probably a TikTok video that that I was watching. <laughs> you with, have been sending quite the amount I, I of mean, TikToks I'm, lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're sending me stuff that I've already seen. That's fair. That's what happens. I know because it happens with my friend Mike and my friend Sarah that we send a lot of stuff to each other. I sent like it, it's funny too because like a lot of times if I don't check it for like a little bit and I open up and mm-hmm. like I look at what it's giving me first before I go to what you guys sent me. Yeah. The first like two or three, four videos are, the are thing. things that yeah. you guys already sent. It's like, oh, he'll like this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know what I was watching, but they were talking. It's basically like parroting something in another medium. Okay. And so Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Do you know anything? Uh, Sugar Spice, Everything Nice and nope. Chemical X. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. They're anyways, making a live action one. <clears throat> they're making it. They're like in the process yeah. of it or yeah. something. Anyways, so this is the original series. Mm-hmm. I had to look up which episode this okay. thing is, which I didn't really realize that there were two different cartoon series called Powerpuff Girls. Okay. I would not have known that either. Yeah, I, I learned that when I was looking for this. So original series, season three, episode 12. <laughs> By the way, all the... The the original series are just like there's two episodes that are mashed together. Yeah. So you see one thing and then you see another thing. It's like ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a common old school cartoon. So the one is is about how, which also when you hear hear uh, voice actors' voices and then you're like that sounds familiar, mm-hmm. and it's because oh that person did this other thing too. Yeah. So uh, Buttercup, who's kind of like more the angry, not the angry, but like the tougher what color? of the three, green. Okay. Um, in the first, in the first little episode, it was like she's she knocks out uh, one of the other girl's teeth, and okay. then they like they put it under the pillow, and she gets a dollar, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Okay. So Buttercup, I think Buttercup, I don't know, the green one, um, is like money hungry. Okay. And first they got a do- they got a, a, a dollar, which is like this is this is a quarter. Yeah. Because it's like, no, this is the new Sacagawea dollar. Because <laughs> it was in 2000 when it just yeah. came out. Um, which, do they still, still make them anymore? I think, I don't know. I don't think so for some reason. Yeah. So that's like the first thing. And she's like starting to beat up people, knock out their teeth, put the teeth under the pillow to get more money. She's yeah. just hoarding it. Uh, anyways, 
then in the second episode, it's called Meet the Beat Alls. Okay. Okay. Where, like, there's there's more than four villains, but these four villains, like, keep getting beaten up mm-hmm. by the by the Powerpuff Girls. So, like, they can never win on their own. Yeah. And instead, at some point, they, they decide, we're going to team up, and they uh-huh. become the Beat Alls. Nice. And there are so many Beatle references in it. It's hilarious nice. because they're like once they form, and then then there's like the the all these line after line after line after line after line after line. Like the whole thing is just like what what can we what yeah. can we write down that I is know a how Beatles we line. can win this with a little help from my friends exactly like, <laughs> like or or it's like do you want to know a secret and then they so then at the near the end the way the way they beat it uh, beat the beat alls is. Um, they they um introduced basically a yoko ono okay. <laughs> into the group yeah and then the group falls apart because it's a I, but it's it's something but it's yeah. it's hilarious and it's like 11 minutes just yeah. go watch it yeah, it's yeah. so funny like the first half is or well first third is like just setting it all up but mm-hmm. then once the beat alls form yeah. It's pun after pun after <laughs> pun after pun. Yes. Nice. Cool. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the Beatles. <clears throat> yeah. Beatles. Uh, we've got a Beatles cover today for you. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Guitarist Mary Halverson. Should we just be full disclosure here? Yeah, we just lost like. We lost like, I don't know, 20 minutes worth of. Eh, about 20 minutes, but a decent chunk. Yeah. So we're re. <clears throat> launching in here to some stuff yeah it's gonna be a lot quicker (laughs) it's okay uh so yeah uh this album uh what's the title of it again um a day in the life in in impressions of pepper Pepper. so it's uh these different jazz artists assembled to and people sort of following under different parts of the umbrella of jazz is um Um, the first track who, who did that antonio sanchez is he a drummer yes okay i've i've isn't he releasing like like it's the second version of something yes. that's like bad ombre too yeah there you go because he released bad ombre he also is the composer for birdman harvey birdman no like birdman the <laughs> movie know. with like all the the drum score like that's him yeah um yeah he's uh he's great and his stuff on this is, is really good too he does sergeant pepper and like does the reprise at the end and but yeah it's pretty cool um i've had this saved for a while and then finally listened to it on the train home from new york while i was reading my book and got distracted from reading my book because all the tracks are pretty great yeah and we got to talk about um how how she does this okay so what's the pedal she uses it's a a line six dl4 and she is affecting the time of the delay because dl4 is a delay pedal and it also affects pitch yes when you uh depending on what type of of delay you're using because that pedal has x number of uh, modeled delay pedals. Yeah. So I believe if you have like an analog one, it like takes that, but then you're shrinking it. So you're speeding up whatever's recorded. Mm-hmm. So if you record something and you speed it up, it's going to go up in pitch. And then if you slow it down, it's going to go down in pitch because yeah. it's like a tape echo kind of sort of. Yeah. So, so here's the uses, re- yeah. Well, as I say, so she uses some of that stuff like pitch bending things, I'll call it. Uh, and then you do hear like actual delays and whatever. But yeah, let's hear the original. So folks know how this goes. We're so bummed I know. <laughs> that we lost all Sorry that. Sorry if we sound defeated. What would you think if I 
Written by. What I think if Ringo sang out a tune, <laughs> I would go, oh, Ringo's on this one. That's what I would say. Written by Lennon and McCartney. Sung by. And why? Why? Ringo. Why? Why is it by Ringo? Because like he he's playing the band leader. I think there's like a whole story because they're like this fake band and whatever. Yeah. It's a concept record, right? Yeah. Okay. And I guess he's the band leader in this moment. Gotcha. Is uh the Walrus on this? No, that's on uh, Sergeant Pepper. Okay. Or, uh, this is Sergeant Pepper. That's on uh, Magical Mystery Tour, which is All my right. favorite Beatles album. So, so yeah, there's there's yeah. the original. Everyone knows that song. Also, mo- a lot of people know Joe Cocker's version, which is great also. What, what, was that the uh, the theme song for, for... The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years. Yeah. It's such a good tune, though, too. My two favorite Joe Cocker things... Actually, probably my three favorite Joe Cocker things are all covers. <laughs> and when... Uh, what's his face? Because it is a impression. great version of... Uh, Crimey River, which is really good too. Maybe I'll play that at some point. Crimey River by Justin Timberlake. Crimey River. No. <laughs> no. Bo. Wami, wami. Wasn't that supposed to be a Michael Jackson song? No, that was about Britney. And apparently he didn't. Which write was down the one lyrics. that was supposed to be a Michael Jackson song? I have no idea. Or was it Gone by Insync? Uh-huh. Some... Yeah. Is yeah. That the one? Probably. Okay. Because that 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 sounds more yeah yeah anyway all right and let's here's... hear Mary Halverson's version of this. So there is a delay, and they're doing the give three cheers yeah. I was told it was a deal for it, but the more I'm listening to it, I'm I'm thinking I'm mistaken, but maybe I'm not. I don't I'm know. pretty sure that's what I saw too when I looked it up, because I didn't know what that meant. But yeah, and also when I saw it said delay pedal, I was like, well, there's some delay stuff, but again, you're saying delay doesn't necessarily just literally mean like. Well, here, like, if I said it's a modulation pedal, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, because modulation means movement, right. and they are modulating. Yeah. With an expression pedal, mm-hmm. the time of the delay. Sure. Which is affecting the pitch. Yeah. Then the way I sort of describe it is it almost sounds like someone's grabbing each tuning peg of the guitar and like moving them. Yes. At different times. And even I, again, I said this on the part that got lost, but uh, even without that. I think this is a really cool cover because just the way she's playing and the different stuff and like the voicing she's using and when she chooses to like pick and when she chooses to just like strum chords and stuff. And it's probably just her and a drummer. Even though it sounds like there's two guitars, uh-huh. the one is the affected guitar and the other is the clean guitar. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. 
Here's a quote from her where she says about, I, I like things that are unexpected. I, I often don't like music that's predictable, so you know what's coming next. I like to throw in things that maybe are a little less predictable. Well, yep. <laughs> and then I had said, like, I, I didn't uh, really hear the song. I had to, like, listen yeah. to the original a couple times before I came back to this. Mm-hmm. And this part, it seems like, fly me to the moon, but, like, changed, obviously, at the end. Yeah, she's somebody I've been aware of for a while. Like I, you know, subscribed to Downbeat magazine for like a long time, and she's featured in there quite a bit over the years. But I just never really like got into her stuff. Yeah, not for any real reason. But now I kind of want to dig into like some more of like originals and stuff. Certainly, uh, she's described as like an avant-garde. Yeah, guitarist, jazz well, musician. That yeah, um, she was also a Genius Grant winner, twenty nineteen. What does that mean? Uh, the MacArthur Grant. It's called the "quote unquote" genius grant. You never heard of this? Nope. Uh, I don't. I think it's just people in the arts, but maybe others. You can apply for this grant. I think it's like half a million dollars. Um, hang on, let me get like MacArthur Genius Grant. Yeah, it's not really called Genius Grant. So the MacArthur Foundation. Let me not look at their website because that's going to be too specific. And give me like Wikipedia. Have you heard of this website, Wikipedia? <laughs> Yeah, I heard it's like an encyclopedia. Pretty good. Yeah. Can... It just tells you about MacArthur Fellows Program. It's like I'm pretty sure that's all the site does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the MacArthur Fellows Program, also known as the MacArthur Fellowship and commonly but unofficially known as the Genius Grant, is a prize awarded annually by the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, typically between between twenty to thirty individuals working in any field. Okay, so it's not just the arts. Um that have shown extraordinary originality and dedication in their creative pursuits and a marked capacity for self-direction. So like any kind of fellowship or grant, you have to obviously like apply for it and whatever, and then they decide if you get it. Mm-hmm. And then you get a bunch of money. The current prize is $800,000 paid over five years in quarterly installments. It used to be six twenty-five, and then it was five hundred at one point. So it lasts for a while. Mm-hmm. But it basically just means like that means for a couple years money is one thing you don't have to worry about. Yeah. And so you can just be creative basically and like follow these pursuits and different things. Um, so it's kind of cool. Uh, it's been going since 1981. But there's been all kinds of people who have gotten it, especially like a lot of musicians and stuff. And um, yeah, there was a – do you know John Zorn? saxophone player and composer and stuff nope he has some pretty out there kind of stuff and when he won it i think it was back when colbert was doing like the colbert rapport Mm -hmm. and he like played some clips of john zorn's stuff Mm -hmm. like the real out stuff so like to like the lay person it's like this guy's a genius you know what i mean like that kind of thing yeah so then he had he was like oh well you know i'm a jazz saxophonist I did hip hop kitball, a jazz something or other with um, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And it's like this clip of like, I don't remember if Kareem's even saying anything or if he's just like dribbling a basketball and like Stephen Colbert's like poorly playing the saxophone. <laughs> and then it cuts back to him and he's like holding out his hand, like, you know, give, like me give me, give me things. He's like, Genius Grant, please. Genius Grant, <laughs> give me. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. But anyway, she's the winner of that. So, okay. And deservedly so, I would say. Yeah, so that's that tune. Yeah, what, what you got, Bo? Apparently, from a co- uh, a concept album. Oh, yeah. 
not from Seinfeld. No. <laughs> Do you know that when I so you sent this and I saw Desperado and I was like, oh, obviously the Eagles song, uh, yeah, like cover of the Eagles song. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, isn't there something with Seinfeld about Desperado? So you looked up Desperado Seinfeld. Well, just now I did, because I was like, I, I swear there's this thing. And it's this one episode. It's apparently the 141st episode of this, of the show from season eight, episode seven. Uh, Elaine's dating this guy, and he's, like, obsessed with that song. Carl Farbman. Is that it? Or no, the... wait. Sorry. Her new boyfriend, Brett, is obsessed with furniture designed by Carl Farbman and the song Desperado of okay. the Eagles. And there's, Eagles. like... A moment. Not I think the, they're like in the car and like they're talking or whatever, and then like he like makes her be quiet so he can listen to Desperado. <laughs> and then she apparently suggests that they make Witchy Woman, also by the Eagles, their song, but he rejects it. And then she she suggests that they share Desperado, but he's like, It's my it's my song. <laughs> so Okay. I'm glad I remember that. Um, and then while Brett is being operated on for some injury he has, the surgeon becomes distracted by Witchy Woman. <laughs> So if we had a Seinfeld cat, if we had a Seinfeld podcast, what would it be called? Uh, the, the Seinfeldcast, which I think is an actual Seinfeld podcast. Okay. No, you'd have to call it the Seinfeld Chronicles, right? It's, I don't know. Do you know why? Why? Because that's what it was first called, the show. Okay. Well, that would be like if they were on it. If yeah. It was like they, but like if we started one. Yeah. It'd be just called What's the Deal? Kenny, Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> yes. No, it'd have to be some like obscure line or whatever yeah. like serenity now the seinfeld podcast so i wanted to like do a joke but i i'll just bring it up <laughs> okay. so i like i'm listening to desperado yeah and i'm like this sounds the original like, yeah the original uh-huh. and and also the this version like like the i don't know version. if i've ever really listened to the original to be honest okay. like top to bottom okay like so, probably but so a couple things to think about yeah. um now, I don't know if this is factual because I didn't actually like go into it, uh-huh. but I know that uh, Hotel California, like the chord progression is like super long. It's like 16 chords and that's the loop. Okay. Right. Because like most, most songs are, you know, four chords and then like they, they loop. Four or chords maybe, and the truth. Yes. <laughs> like you just have like a certain amount yeah, of chords yeah. and like a, a pro, you have, your chord progression isn't very long. It's right. like four measures, maybe eight measures, maybe 16 measures. Yeah. Right. 12. Um, but but I think that like Hotel California and also it, it that doesn't it's not like the same four chords in different ways or but it's like it's like you go to this you go to this you go to this it's like it's super long chord progression yeah. well and also I feel like the harmonic rhythm of it is slow meaning yes the harmony only changes every measure yes or something you know like I'm not, not you know what I'm saying yeah because okay. I think bum 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 Mm-hmm. Chord change, dun, dun, dun. like so, it's slow, and then it's also every measure. Yeah. So this kind of does the same thing, I think, mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel like it's not a clear like, oh, that's the chord progression, and it might be also because of the the melodic material oh. that goes along. You're talking it. about the original? Yes. Okay. Or so just, again, just I'd, the song, the song well, itself. Sure. But what I was gonna say is, I didn't again because I don't know that I've really listened to this like original when I was listening to this cover version. I was actually noticing kind of how often the chords were changing. So like the harmonic rhythm is moving yeah, fairly quickly. Like the form may not be, the form may be like a little long, but it felt like, because she's playing it like on piano, like it felt, or somebody's playing it I think it's like piano. every two beats. Yeah, one or chords. two. Like it almost feels more like, like a, like a chorale or something where the, where the chords yeah. are changing It also feels very, often. very, um, like a hymn. Okay. Yeah, I can buy that. Um, so I'm going to play the joke first. <sighs> Saint. St. Uh, Glenn Fry or whatever. Sure. 
other so he, guys. So, so here's the joke because I think the song sounds like Desperado. Uh-huh. We're back to one. Do you have the progressions pulled up for each of these? No, I should. So this is not Desperado for you guys at home. Mm-mm. When it rains, it pours. It's my girl. Yeah. Ooh, we need to figure out the tempo of this. <laughs> this is Casey Musgraves. Seriously, by the way. yeah, this this is Casey. The Rainbow's by Casey. Who doesn't know this song? I love Casey Musgraves. All right, I've been meaning to play her on here for a while. How about that, Bo? An artist I've been meaning to talk about for a while. You've yeah. actually brought up. In some way. All right, so this that 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 song. I really think that they sound very similar. Where I was like, has anyone else made this connection? And one guy on Twitter. That made a post many many years ago mm-hmm. and got one like no no repeats are you that like i am not that like uh, but i found it i'm like okay this isn't a real thing it's just me and it's just like it's desperado or no casey musgraves rainbow is just desperado for hipsters or something like that sure. i don't know um so about desperado. 70 beats 70 beats per minute yeah can you like play that way go back to that one see i don't actually know how desperado goes well enough to like sing it i was like if we could sing it over top but never mind yeah what, what what i'm trying okay so rainbows is three minutes and 34 seconds uh-huh. desperado is three minutes and 34 stop seconds. so i'm trying to figure out what the tempo is uh-huh. so here's here's the original desperado no it's slower oh yeah, way slower. yeah it's way slower but it still kind of feels like you know it's got the uh-huh the the amazing grace yeah 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 a little gospel-y tinged in intro here It's also a lot Who's quieter. Who's singing this? Um, Don. Don Henley. Don Henley, I think. Who are the guys? Joe Walsh. Well, Glenn Frey. So at this point, and, and it's different. It is not. Like, but they were like the guy. They were like the three main guys. Joe right? Walsh is not in the band at this point. Okay. This is their second record. I don't know. Which also is apparently a concept record. Right. What record? What album is this? Desperado. Oh. And it's a western. And it's like lonely man music. Okay. Which is very, very, like, hymnal. Don't you draw the queen of diamonds, boy. She'll beat you if she's able. You know the queen of hearts is always your best What kind of genre do you think are they? What's that genre? What what genre are they? The Eagles? Yeah. Classic rock. It's, but, so it's rock. Yeah, but like. Just take away classic. But they're, but they're now pop rock okay i think they're like you know a little bit country a little, a little bit rock, rock and roll, roll. <laughs> <laughs> like like donnie and marie <laughs> so uh, this is listed as a power ballad by the way so that's eagles yeah not the eagles just eagles eagles they get mad well so here's the thing with bands that do that yeah because there's a lot of bands that do that Right, they take away the. Yeah, they don't have the in their name, but like you still We'd call put, them the. Yeah, like the Facebook. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. <laughs> that's what people of your generation do. How how what's our age difference? I don't know enough. Okay, so this is Samia. Is is the artist that is we that talk- Yes, I, I looked it up. Okay, because I, I I would have assumed Samia, but you know it's Samia. Samia. Um, she was born in Los Angeles. She grew up in New York City. Uh-huh. She went to the New School. She attended York Prep.
preparatory Mary, school. Mary, Mary Halverson teaches at the, the jazz school. Awesome. She's part of a new school. Cool. Um, she was on Maggie Rogers' tour for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she has put out, no, she's about to put out. Uh, no, no, it's it's already out. According to the like the date that this will be released, this album is their new record. Honey is out. This is not on any of those. The first record was was, was released August twenty eighth, twenty twenty, called the Baby, mm-hmm. and then a year, six months later, they released the Baby Reimagined. Okay, which is a remix album. Can I go back to the? Can I go back to Eagles for a yeah, second? You can go back to Eagles. Vince Gill was in that band. Yeah, apparently. So this is this is this song was written by Glenn anyway. Fry and Don Hanley. Yeah, but Vince Gill. Do you know who Vince Gill is? Like country artist Vince I Gill? Do, I do know. He apparently was in that band. But he wasn't at this time. Weird. It was Don Henley, Glenn Fry, Bernie Leadon, or is he now Randy Meisner, Jim Ed Norman? Sure. Did the string arrangements for this. Okay. But the Eagles, or sorry, the Eagle just Eagles. <laughs> um Yeah, Vince Gill is in it now. Oh, okay. Don Henley, Joe Walsh, Vince Gill, Timothy Schmidt. Okay. Okay. So he's kind of just filling in for people who have passed probably. Yeah. Cause Glenn Fry is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Joe Walsh too, maybe? No. No. Joe, <laughs> Joe Walsh is still around. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry, <laughs> Joe Walsh. He doesn't sound like he should be around, but he's around. Uh, this says also uh, that written in the style of old songs by Stephen Foster, Desperado. Okay. Which also kind of makes sense old-timey folk songs so um crap now i'm lost she's also an actress mm-hmm. or at least i think she is because she was in i an recognized her gotham. name she was in gotham for one episode who'd she play grace blom hall <laughs> okay yes cool well maybe she wasn't like one episode maybe more than one Wait, her. Uh, okay. let them all talk italian Dude. which she played herself maybe she's kathy and jimmy's daughter there you go who's that uh uh actress yes. uh from uh lots of things but um oh. hocus pocus and others yes because when i pulled it up it had like her middle name and i was like well Jimmy, like that's that's a pretty specific name anyway yes both of her parents have a a wikipedia page yeah i don't recognize her dad i don't either her dad <laughs> looks real young though oh he's the dan band guy the dan band the dan band you know the dan band i do not know the dan band. oh my god hang on a second that that's first of all <laughs> the dan band guy and kathy and jimmy are together <laughs> like what? we're together are to- no are, are together t- since 1998 yeah okay Dude, he's only like nine years older than me. No, eleven years. So what you're saying is she had some help. A little help from her friends. <laughs> yes. Do you know what this is? I don't. You will. I'm gonna be annoyed by this. Does he add the F word into it? Yeah. That's the Dan band. <laughs> so What's they, that movie? It's uh Is it um, Wedding Crashers? Yes. Old school, one of those? It's old school. Yeah. It's old school. I'm just like doing actions that you can't see. There it is. 
Yeah, that's the Dan band. That's that. How is that? That is so bizarre. I'm like, my mind is blown right now. So he was born in 1970, and his wife was born in 1957. Okay, that's all okay. right. Okay, and then and then, and Samia was now born. Now we're gonna hear their kid. This is a good version. It's a great version. <laughs> But I'm just like I don't know any what? of these people, but you are obsessed with their parents. <laughs> so just here, like what a lineage on that. That's yeah. So something. here, here's the Desperado single <laughs> from Samia. Yeah. If it'll play. If it'll play. There you go. Her mom is also the voice of Peggy Hill. I I love the piano sound on this. I do too. Like the, because it, it's a real piano, but it's like muted. Do you know what else I love on this? The bass when it finally comes in. Some like really tasty bass playing on this. Desperado. Also, like the like it's so. Like this is probably like just recorded, like her hand on the microphone in a room. Is she playing piano? I don't know if Do she's playing know? piano. I get a, I'm, I picture her like sitting at the piano and playing and singing. Yeah, yeah. Also, I can you go back to the very beginning? I'm sorry, I talked over it. Here, we'll just go all the way back. I think she like clears her throat. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. I like because it's kind of what you were saying. It's just like we just sat down and we recorded it, and what came out came out, kind of thing. Yeah. There's emotion in it. Yeah. Because it's so pure mm-hmm. and not overproduced. Yeah. But it's not underproduced either. No. There's thought put into it, but also it's like we're just gonna walk in the room, we're gonna record this, and that's it. I know that you've got your reasons. These things that How'd you find this? I was looking for cover songs. Oh. <laughs> Which all the, like, when you look up cover songs on Apple Music, it's, yeah. it, they're all, like, just, like, slower. The harmony is really nice. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, slower acoustic versions Because it's movie or trailers. Or cinematic. Because it's like, I don't want, I want, and then you have to look for the hard versions yeah, of yeah, covers, yeah. which I'm like, I don't want what they're giving me. Yeah. Um. I heard a cover of uh, Hungry Like the Wolf this weekend. Okay. And it's like this brooding, dark kind of cinematic thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like meant to sound very like minor and scary and whatever. But he's still singing the regular melody, which is major. And it sounds odd. So I don't know who it is, but it's not great. The bass on this, though. So nice. Like the tone or the... Yes. The tone and the choices. That's just some people talking. Your prison is walking through this world. This is this is a song that like everyone should listen to super closely and like try to hear all the. That distortion, I don't know if that's us. Yeah, there's like, a weird sound. Happening. There's some that's distortion. Not on the it, yeah, recording. but like listen to it intently and just listen past everything and see what's going on because there's some interesting mistakes okay human humanistic quality to it plus i don't know if it's us yeah probably a pb yeah 
Like the harmony was probably the only overdub. If it wasn't just all like her on piano, her on vocals. Yeah. Maybe her on bass. Have you listened to more of her stuff? Uh, a little. I started to a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't dive in too deeply. Yeah. Be curious to listen to more. But that you can tell that she went away from the mic yep. and got really loud. Yeah. And then came back in. She was in an off-Broadway thing called The Wolves. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, I'd be curious to check out more of her stuff. And then, yeah, you said she was on Maggie Rogers' tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice stuff. Yeah, I want to check it. Once the new album is out. The 27th? Okay. January 27th, which um, it means it's already out. Mm-hmm. It came out on the, the 27th. Yeah. Because this is, this is the 31st mm-hmm. or the week of the 31st. It's listed as a non-album single, so that's not going to be on the album. No. Yeah. <clears throat> no. But it's nice. Yeah, this is a single. Uh, they also recorded uh, Born on a Train. Rachel Jenkins. Which is by the Magnetic Fields. Hmm. Arcane Fire covered that song somewhere else. Okay. So it's a cover of a cover. Go listen to it. It's cover of it's, a cover if it's just her cover of... I don't know. You have song. to go listen to it. <laughs> The okay. title of the album? No, that's somebody else. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, good find, Bo. It's a, it's a nice, sweet cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I have to listen to the actual Desperado. Hey, guys, oh, no. I got I got, a, I got an important message for you guys. What is home. it? It's um, about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Sure. Um, I would really, really appreciate it if you guys uh, subscribe to this, if you haven't already, mm-hmm. um, that you share this episode. Yeah. Anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram. Yell TikTok, it out of a window. Yell it out of a window. That's my preference. Tell, tell at least two people. If you tell, and then tell them to tell two people. Mm-hmm. We got, man, exponential. Four people. Upwards of four people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. At Two Tunes Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Hey, guess what? You figured out, you or, linked or, it. or maybe I linked. You it. did. It. I didn't do it. Okay, so now, now every time we make two posts, yeah, one is like just our Instagram feed on Facebook, and mm-hmm. the other is uh, me doing a link. Yeah, um, we're on inst on. There, there is a thing on YouTube. Follow us. It doesn't really mean anything because yeah. who wants to listen to a podcast on YouTube, an yeah. audio podcast on YouTube? Um, this will probably get blocked because of eagles. They are like very anti. Boo eagles! <laughs> they are. take that however you want. Boo <laughs> eagles! I saw I saw a thing, and it was talking about like Eli Manning coming to to no Peyton. Peyton, Peyton? T- brought his kid to the to the Eagles Giants game, and his kid was wearing an Eagles jersey. But then it was like there's his two uncle played for the Giants. Yeah, but it was like two Eagles. Uh-huh. It's like here's two Eagles for you, and it's like somebody must have been like two birds. Uh yeah, because they'll call themselves the birds. They were like, "Go birds!" Yeah. Did um, you see the funny thing? Like, so there was like memes about Philly fans and whatever, and it's like this game's starting at like eight fifteen p.m. on a Saturday, which just means you're encouraging the Philly fans to like start drinking at eight in the morning and drink for twelve hours before the game. <laughs> but the they also have like I guess some kind of like strict tailgating rules and stuff. Okay, and that like an eight o'clock game they couldn't get in before four p.m. Okay, but there was a 
like their like lacrosse team. Like the Philadelphia has like a national okay. lacrosse league team. Interesting. And their game was at one. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of Eagles fans bought tickets for that. But just stayed in the parking but lot. But just stayed in the parking lot and party. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, clever. Like, good for them. Yeah. But um, I do want to mention one thing at the very end here. Yes. Um, do you, yeah, I'll just tell the because I, I got a bunch of things to, to mention here. Okay. Um, so, but like some of it I'm going to save for next week. Okay. So uh, I saw the pale blue eye. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's got Edgar Allan Poe as a character in it. Oh, and he is played by um, Dudley. Christian Bale. But Christian Bale is Christian Bale is Bale is the is the other guy. Guess what? What? A former student of mine is in it. Okay. Um, What do they do? They are in. They are in the army. Yes, they're 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 a cadet at West Point. In okay, this thing. that that narrows it down. <laughs> but they go no. So here's the thing. Seriously, there are four characters that are not cadets in the movie. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. So he's just an extra technically. Okay. Gotcha. But but they filmed it at Westminster College out near Pittsburgh, okay. which is where he I think went. I don't think he's still yeah. a student there, or maybe he is. I don't know. That's because cool. they filmed like a couple years ago. Yeah. But they had Obviously. like students could audition to be in extras and things. Yeah, and so he's. Like they interviewed him on the news, and you like you can see him in some of the clips and stuff, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Um, and then uh, John Fetterman and his wife are also in it. Did you catch them in the movie? U.S. Senator John Fetterman. I know who you're talking wife, about, Giselle. but I'm trying to picture who because it's he got, was like in a got, bar scene. It's got Jillian uh, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. X Files. Yeah. Um, it's. I heard it's really good or interesting visually maybe. looks amazing Stunning, yeah like watch it in yeah, the trailer as, as dark really... as possible the room needs to be as dark as possible because okay. like it's a lot of candlelit oh, sure, stuff yeah. which is great because it takes place in the 1800s yeah um i was happy with it up until there's a moment where there's a th- like you don't really know what the movie's really about until like the end mm-hmm. and then it's just explained to you okay and i'm just like that's lame uh-huh like you, the the premise is that sure. Edgar Allan Poe's at West Point. Yes, and which there's actually been a, been a moida or something, right? Or somebody or some, died. Somebody died. Okay, that's what it was. Yep. And then Christian Bale's character is the investigator. Correct. Okay. Yep. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, it's good up until the very end, and then you're just like, that's not what this movie was about at all. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was. Sure. You just didn't know about it until that moment. Okay. So. I liked it a lot, okay. but I also hated it. All right. Well, look out for my former student, Isaiah. See if you can find it. Yeah. We'll talk about this other movie that I loved next week. Okay. I seriously have like a list of it's stuff called to talk about. Desperado 2. It's called Desperado 2. Still Desperating. <laughs> Still des- but Desperado it's, but 2. It's, but it's by Rihanna. Electric Boogaloo. Do you know about Desperado Electric Boogaloo? Desperado 2. Do you know what? Back in the habit. <laughs> do you know what? Desperado uh, uh, 2, no, 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 Desperado d- goes to Hawaii. Yes. Do you know what Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo is? Where is it from you? Electric Boogaloo? Yes. It's Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Okay, all right. Where did you know about that from? Did you actually watch Breaking? From pop culture. Okay. It's just a, a it's reference. A, it's a, the Electric Boogaloo, Boogaloo. Is, Boogaloo is, is a meme to well, yeah. add things, just like... Yeah. Um, Back in the Habit. No, no, no. Dirk... Dirk What's what's the there was there was like a something something two electric boogaloo boogaloo break into electric boogaloo yeah that's the original yes but then there was another movie 
No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. There's no the, way. Y- yes. Some other movie called itself Electric Boogaloo. Well, it was a, it was like a two. Like Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. No, I thought that's just the joke that everybody makes. There's yeah, no beca- way this and it became, Yeah, it. it was a comedy. Was Kathy and Jimmy in it? Who's that? <laughs> Samia's mom or Samia's mom. Uh, um, electric <laughs> Boogaloo 2. I understand that that's Breaking 2, but it's not. What is it? It's, it's uh, what's, what's, there's a male prostitute movie. Oh, you started to say Dirk. You mean like Dirk Diggler? It's not that though. It's with the uh, the one guy from who used to be on on Saturday Night Live. What? Oh, Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Yes. Yeah, but it's Deuce Bigelow to Electric Book. I swear to God, it's not. It's not. Wow. Oh. He goes to Europe or whatever. European Gigolo is the second one. No, it's male Gigolo. Well, that's the first one. Yeah, it's Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. I swear to God that I've there was a movie with electric. I don't think so, man. I don't think you have the time to Google it. I don't. All right, maybe we'll find it next week. Fair enough. Maybe I just fell into the traps of of. It just the sounds like it. Coaching coached by Content Keeper. Sorry, I can't find it. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. All right, bye.